that we had, and it was instant connection with Tommy in a glow. I mean, we love this man. He's got a powerful word um, he's going to bring you this morning, and he's an aglow man. He was an advisor in Kentucky to aglow, right? So he's no stranger to the game. And so we just feel a real connection with Tommy and Rosia, his beautiful wife. They're just part of us now. And so we want to welcome him. And let me tell you that Tommy believes in empowering God's people to be healed and free in their identity, to passionately fulfill their destiny. Wow. But what you need to know about Tommy is that he was a trial lawyer. A trial lawyer. Get ready. And God called him out of that into the ministry. I can relate to that. My husband was a chemical engineer and an oil company executive, and he is now a missionary in Africa. So God changes things occasionally. But Tommy is founder and spiritual director of Messiah Ministries in San Antonio. And uh, he speaks at retreats and churches all over the U.S. and the nations. He has a Master of Divinity degree from Asbury Seminary and a BBA and Doctor of Jurisprudence from the University of Texas at Austin. And that is certainly to be applauded. <laughs> That's a lot of hard work. He now serves on the Advisory Council of Aldergate Renewal Ministries and has served on various other ministries and boards as, and also, as I said earlier, an area advisor for a globe. So let's welcome Tommy Hayes. We love you, Tommy. Love you. He's easy to love, I'll tell you what. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Now I know. I, I noticed when Carol stepped up here that she was kind of holding on to the pulpit here. There is something going on here, isn't it? Wow. The glory of the presence of God is in this place. The glory of the presence of God is in this place. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. We thank you, Lord. We just welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome your freedom. We welcome your healing. We welcome the word of God to be released in our hearts and in this land and through this ministry to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow, I feel such a joy. I'm telling you. Is that okay to feel happy? <laughs> to be full of the joy of the Lord? Oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, there are some heavy things going on. Yeah, there's some heavy things I want to share with you all this morning and tonight, you know. Uh, you know we're, we're at war, aren't we? I mean, there's a spiritual war every day. We're at war in Israel. We're at war in America. We're at war for our families. We're at war for the life that's in the womb. We're at war for the sanctity of life, the sanctity of marriage, for the integrity of a man and a woman and our true identity sexually. We're at war. We're at battle. And my friends, my brothers and sisters, we are on the front line of that battle. It's a battle we fight in the spirit. And at the same time, we feel happy. <laughs> we, we feel the joy of the Lord. There's somehow, there's that mixture of joy and happiness and the blessing and the favor of God, even in the midst of the battle. Even in the midst of the battle. It's kind of like the days of Psalm 2 when the kings of the earth and the rulers of the world are taking counsel together to come against the Lord and his anointed. 
And they're saying, let us break off the bars. Let us break off the cords. Let us cast away all restraints. And don't you feel like there's a lot of that going on right now? A lot of that going on in the earth and in our land and our own communities right now. But at the same time, while it's time for battle, it's time for war, while there's a war at hand, he who sits in the heavens laughs. <laughs> I mean, what a picture. What a picture. He's not laughing at the sin. He's not laughing at the evil. He's not laughing at the death and destruction that it brings. He's laughing because he sees the end. <laughs> He's the God who knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning and every moment in between. Hallelujah. <laughs> and as we come together, I feel joyful with you all because you are my tribe. <laughs> you are my people. There's something about being among the men and women of a glow <laughs> that makes you happy, that stirs up in the spirit of the Lord. Amen? I mean, my roots with a grow, a glow, a grow. Maybe that's a new word. A grow. Come forth. Grow up. Grow up into maturity. <laughs> My history goes back because as the Lord called me into ministry, you know, I used to be a trial lawyer in Corpus Christi and I called into ministry and uh, loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly up to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, they go to seminary up there and uh, called into ministry, went through a time of great struggle, brokenness in my own life, experienced uh, what became my ministry of inner healing, healing from the inside out, deliverance, being set free from spiritual oppression. Anybody ever feel like you need some inner healing, <laughs> some deliverance, <laughs> some freedom to live into the fullness of all God created us and called us to be, which takes sometimes a brokenness and healing and humility and oh God, search my heart and see if there's any wicked way in me, any hurtful way in me and I went through that season. Anybody else been through that season? <laughs> yeah, I see those hands. <laughs> but out of that, God called me into this ministry to, to give away what I had received. I've been doing it nearly 25 years now. Doing it now with my beautiful wife, Rocio. Uh, and we, we've been in San Antonio for eight years. And then just two weeks ago, moved to Fredericksburg in the hill country now. Praise God. We feel called to be here. There is something that is stirring in this region. Something is stirring in the hill country. There is a well of revival, a well of healing. Spring up, oh well. Spring up and flow. And people are coming. They're coming to drink. They're coming to drink in the living word of God. To be healed, to be whole, to be free, to be encouraged. To receive the life that is here in this place. Here in these hills. <laughs> here in these hearts of God's people. He's positioned here. But uh, up there in Kentucky, I went to a meeting, a GLOW meeting. There was a lady named Phyllis Fox uh, that was speaking. She was speaking about ministering and praying for people to come out of Islam and into the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as she was speaking, something was stirring in my heart, stirring in my spirit. She said at the end, you know, if, there's, if the God's really stirring, I mean, he stirs in all of us because we're all called to be evangelists. We're all called to be intercessors, prayer warriors, and especially a glow, right? You are the creme de la creme of prayer warriors. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Gosh, even as I said that, I just have that go. Woo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God is here. <laughs> Oh my, let me just say, you are the creme de la creme of prayer warriors. 
wish I could pick up that sword right now and wave it around when I, it's kind of big enough to wave me around. <laughs> but I went to that meeting and she said, if it's, if it's really stirring in your heart, stirring in a very unique way, I want you to come up here and receive prayer. And a few people did, you know. And it's one of those times, you know, where y'all ever get it where, you, where your fingertips are tingling? <laughs> Even your hand starts to shake like that, you know? You know? Yeah. Well, that was happening to me. And so I went up to Phyllis and, you know, said, would you pray for me? And so she started praying for me and then started prophesying over me. She said, the Lord would say to you, son... I am calling you into a Muslim nation and you will go and proclaim the word of God with authority and the Lord will confirm his word with signs and wonders and miracles. And he says, I'm calling you sooner rather than later. And I'm going, whoa, wow, really? You know, and I just give a heads up. I'm at the time I'm ordained as a Methodist minister. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, not always known for signs and wonders and miracles. We have good deep roots, you know, praise God. <laughs> but going to an Islamic nation, proclaiming the word of God, signs and wonders, miracles, that sounded very exciting, but a little bit scary at the same time, okay? Is that okay? <laughs> Have that mixture. It's kind of like joy and you're in a battle. Scary, but you're excited all at the same time. Isn't that just like God? Doesn't that keep us just a little bit humble? <laughs> a little bit desperately dependent upon God alone. Because God has to show up. You cannot make that happen. You can't make this stuff up, can you? God has to do it. And lo and behold, I had been getting these emails from Pakistan. <laughs> I, I started early in my ministry. The Lord called me to a time of deep personal prayer time you know i battled on and off with the uh, uh, devotional time struggle being consistent with it for a long time i have a prayer ministry i pray with people all day long right but yet i wasn't in that everyday flow the flow of the spirit and i praise god for practicing the presence of god and as you go about your day yes yes but at the same time he really does want us to take apart some time for him alone and it's one of those times he just made it so clear. He said, son, the degree to which I will express my power through your ministry is directly related to the personal time you spend with me. Yeah. And it's like, duh, but it grabbed hold of me that time, you know. Wow, just there, man. I don't know if it's just standing here or just being with y'all, but I've, I've got the holy goosebumps going. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> And uh, so I had started that journey, and uh, so I just get up early in the morning, start setting my alarm clock earlier, and first time I got out my laptop, said this will be my prayer journey, had uh, communion there with the Lord, and I typed out the first thing that came to mind, I said, good morning, Lord Jesus. You know, I could have said, good morning, Heavenly Father, come Holy Spirit, but that morning I just typed out, good morning, Lord Jesus, wrote a few words, and then I just typed a dot, 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 meaning now, Lord, I'm just going to wait on you. You know, instead of my mouth going like that, I'm going to go like that just a little bit. Listen and wait, 
you know? Because there's time for prayer and warfare and intercession and go down the list with God and list the prodigals that you're calling home. There's room for all of that. But there's also room for what we call the waiting prayer and contemplative prayer and the deep prayer where deep calls unto deep and heart to heart and spirit to spirit, deep to deep, where you get in the presence of God and you wait on Him. You listen for His voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Uh, Romans 8 says, the sons and daughters of God, they're led by the Spirit of God. So I was just waiting that dot, dot, dot. And I've been doing it for about 20 years now. <laughs> uh, just writing out what God would bring me, a scripture, a picture, a theme, just something in my heart, something in my spirit. And I typed it out. And that, that first day I did it, I dropped it out and I had this crazy idea. I said, well, I'll just email this to my ministry base and so I sent it out, and the next day I got a bunch of unsubscribes. And <laughs> Hey, I get a lot of way too many emails, though. I mean, yeah, it's not for everybody, right? And we all get way too many emails. But I've been doing it now all this time, and I know some of y'all get my email. I call it morning by morning and start off every day. Good morning, Lord Jesus. And it's my lifeline. It's my connection with God. You know, sometimes people say, well, you ought to make those shorter. You ought to make those fancy or something. I say, no, this is my prayer time. I'm just sharing it with people, <laughs> you know. Well, I had started to get these emails back from this pastor and his wife in Pakistan. And they kept saying, Pastor Tommy Hayes, you must come to Pakistan. You know, well, you must come. We need your message here. And I'm going like, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll go when the Lord calls me. <laughs> and I don't hear him calling me. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of saying that for a while, you know. And my, uh, my uh, I started to say paralegal, but no, my ministry assistant. <laughs> yeah, right, right. A ministry assistant. Uh, said, right before I'd gone to this Aglow conference, said, you know, I think you ought to take those emails from Pakistan a little bit more seriously. How about that? <laughs> it's good to be rebuked by those who <laughs> are under your covering sometimes, right? <laughs> and so I go, and here's fellas prophesying, you shall go sooner rather than later. So I went home, and I sent an email back to the pastor and his wife in Pakistan, and uh, I said, you know, if, if y'all ever still want me to come, you know, let's pray into that. Well, I get an immediate email back. We want you to come. Pastor Tommy is gone. We need to hear your message, your word. I go, okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll apply for a visa and go through that. I'm thinking, yeah, right. They're going to give me a visa to Pakistan. You know, you know the, the name of that nation is not just Pakistan. It is the Islamic Republic of Pakistan. It is illegal to lead a Muslim to Jesus Christ in that country. If you say anything that can be accused against you as blasphemy against Islam or the prophet Muhammad, it is punishable by death. <laughs> and they enforce the law. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I fill out the form. And, yeah, I've been to a lot of countries, you know, in, in ministry. And first time I ever got a phone call from the embassy <laughs> saying, we have received your application for a visa. What is your purpose for coming to Pakistan? <laughs> yeah, and you always, I know enough to say, you always say, tourist, you know, I'm going to go see my friends, yeah. <laughs> right? Because they are your friends, your brothers, sisters in the Lord. You're going to share the gospel, but you just mentioned the tourist part, you know, <laughs> right? So I tried that and said, well, tell your friends we need to know exactly what you're doing in our country and where you will be and the address where you will be and who is responsible for you. 
I said, okay. So I, you know, forward that on to the pastor and his wife in Pakistan. They, well, that'll be the end of that, you know, or, or at best, you know, they'll, they'll send me a draft of, of a fax or something to send over there. You know, we'll try to pray about how to word it, you know, just right. Because God gives us divine strategies, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, they send me a copy of their fax to the embassy. <laughs> we, on the church letterhead, we have invited Pastor Tommy Hayes to come to Pakistan for 10 days of healing miracle services. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, oh, yeah, now they're going to give me a visa, right? I get a phone call. From the embassy, this has never happened, you know. Been to India five times. Been all around the different places. We have approved your visa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get there. Yeah, I said, well, God, I prayed. If you open the door, it has to be you. You know, I'm kind of expecting you to close this door, but He opened it wide. Yeah. I went sooner rather than later to an Islamic nation, and I get over there, and they they have. That first of all, they tell me instead of being in one place, we had to go to a different place every night because it was much too dangerous to have one place where they would all know. So they assigned me government officers <laughs> who ever we went to a different place every night, and they I'd be preaching on the platform. They had guys with shotguns. <laughs> I'm not making this stuff up. You know, and uh, you get up, pull up to the church. You pull up to the place where we're going to chair, and the deacons are coming out in their robes, you know, with their shotguns, you know, to welcome me. I mean, they take this seriously over there. Well, we had our shotgun, the mighty sword of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> amen. And, you know, most of my ministry is, uh, I think of it as inner Healing, healing from the inside out, little by little, step by step, layer by layer, letting go of rejection, letting go of unforgiveness, letting go of the pain, the shame, the hurts, the wounds of our past, being set free from addictions or bondages, ways the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy in your life, right? And sometimes you see the breakthroughs in a moment, praise God, hallelujah, most of that kind of ministry is more like a little bit, they took the land little by little, and they pressed into the land, and it's layer by layer, and step by step, y'all know what I mean? So it's exciting to see the breakthroughs along the way, but there's a lot of the patiently waiting on the Lord, and a lot of times you see the fruit in the days to come, or the years to come, right? Well, over in Pakistan, that region... I saw more miracles in those 10 days than I've seen in my whole ministry. Praise God. Praise God. I, I talked to one of Randy Clark's uh, assistants. I had met him on a conference I did with Randy Clark. And, you know, he mentioned during his talk, Will Ford, that he goes over to Pakistan every now and then. So I called him up. I said, well, how do you minister over there? And what about this law? And he says, well, that region where you're going, they're a little more tolerant. <laughs> So they'll actually let you speak the name of Jesus, even ask people to lead Jesus into, your, into their hearts because they see Jesus as a healing prophet. You know, they don't believe he's God. They're even offended that God would have a son because the whole idea of Islam is that God causes you to submit. You know, you submit, you obey, you go through these steps to earn your salvation if you ever get salvation and all that that goes with it. Um. So he said, lead off every night with healing and then share the gospel and then lead them into salvation. So every night I would just kind of start something like God is a father and he has a son 
and his name is Jesus. And one of the ways that God, who is a father, reveals his love for us is by his healing power. So anybody here tonight that has pain in any part of your body, just put your hand on that part of your body, even right now. Anything going on in your life, and I say, even right now, y'all, just go ahead. Put, Lord, just uh, if there's pain in anybody's uh, body right now, anything going on, just as we put our hands on that place or... Or, or we're thinking about putting our hands on a place that would feel inappropriate right now. <laughs> we just pray, God, you see from heaven. And you hear the cry of our hearts for healing. And just like I would pray there, I'm praying right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would come in power. Come in your love. Come by the power of the blood of Jesus that heals us and frees us and releases us from pain and torment and oppression and the things that would try to cripple our spirit and hold us back and distract us from what you have for us to keep from seeing us as you see us, God. We bind that in the name of Jesus. We bind right now any spirit of torment, pain, affliction in the name of Jesus. We overcome you by the power of the blood of the Lamb. We command you, come off of these sons and daughters of God. Come off of these people of God. Go right now. You go to the feet of Jesus. You be judged by Him. And you never return in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. You are the healer. You're the one doing it, Lord. Not any of us. You are the healer. You're the freer. Now come, Holy Spirit. Come like a mighty rushing wind. Come manifest that healing. I just speak in Jesus' name to muscles that have been too tight. I say relax, release, be at peace right now in the name of Jesus. One part of your body that's been kind of pulled out of order, out of alignment, I say come back into right alignment. Come back right now, spirit and soul and body. Come back into right alignment right now in the name of Jesus. Be at peace. Tension, tension, pressure, inflammation on nerves. I say release right now in the name of Jesus. All that tension, pressure, inflammation. Come down right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, let there be peace. Let there be freedom. Let us experience your love, your power, your grace right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right here and what you did in those ten amazing days. And now, Lord, we thank you that we can receive you in a deeply personal relationship with you. Now, anybody here that would like to receive Jesus Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior, who died on a cross for you, who poured out his blood for you, that by his blood you can be saved and go to heaven by the grace of God. By his blood you can be healed and freed. Just open your heart. Pray this prayer with me. Y'all join with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I open my heart to you. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Come into my heart as Lord, as Savior, as healer and deliverer. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Father, I agree in Jesus' name with everyone that just prayed that prayer. Lord, thank you that you are here. You're so ready to come into our spirits, our souls, our bodies, our relationships, every dimension of our being. And you're here with us right now. You are healing right now. You are freeing right now. You're awakening, awakening right now. Our spiritual gifts, our calling, our purpose, our destiny. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Wasn't really expecting to do all that, just to tell y'all I really love a glow. Because <laughs> a glow did something in me, and I've been just sharing it ever since. It just burns in my spirit, burns in my heart. Thank you, Lord. <sighs> I had a, have a scripture this morning to lead us in a time. And speaking of time, <laughs> 11.46, you just checking, right? We're, we're okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. This, this came from my morning. A lot of times I get my messages from the morning by morning. A lot of times what God gives me in that morning prayer time is what I'm going to pray for somebody for inner healing, deliverance that day. A lot of times I'll get something in the morning prayer time. God will give Rocio a dream the night before. and We spend a lot of our time around the breakfast table talking about her dreams and what they mean. <laughs> And she'll start to wrestle with something the day before, two days before. It's like a word of knowledge. And pretty soon we figure out, well, that's not even her pain. That's not her struggle. That's for the person we're going to pray for. Praise God. Y'all think God does crazy stuff like that? <laughs> we call them words of knowledge. We call them discerning of spirits. God gives us a head up. He does nothing except he first reveals it to his prophets. You know, And, and our prophets are those who are willing to lean in and listen. You think we're supposed to lean in and listen? Jesus is my sheep. Hear my voice. Are we the sheep of Jesus? Are we his flock? <laughs> my sons and daughters, you're led by my spirit. We're supposed to lean in and listen. So um, I've been praying about the messages to share with you all this morning and tonight. And the other morning, I woke up with this sound of a trumpet in my spirit. Like this, bah! and I actually thought of Christina. <laughs> I thought her and her. I've heard her blow that shofar. It is anointed. Her lips are anointed. Y'all believe that? Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. Those lips that are anointed to release the. And something happens when you release the sound of the Lord like that. And I'm hearing that, bah! and so I'm. You know, it's hard to type out, bah! on your laptop <laughs> I'm saying Lord Lord what are you saying what are you saying and he led me to uh, one of those obscure passages of scripture sometimes y'all ever say Lord when did they sleep that slip that in there <laughs> Romans 10 I'll read the passage here it says praying for healing of my vision so I don't have to wear these silly things <laughs> Romans 10 the Lord spoke to Moses saying make two silver trumpets you shall make them of hammered work silver trumpets hammered work silver Makes you think of silver refined in the fire. So think of Proverbs 27. The crucible is for the silver. The silver is for the crucible. What's a crucible? That's where it gets really hot. <laughs> where God begins to burn out of the ore, the impurities, and scrape off the dross in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Anybody feel like you've been in the crucible? Any feel like anybody feel like you've been hammered <laughs> lately, <laughs> huh? Oh my goodness, there they go again! <laughs> Holy goosebumps! 
The Lord said to Moses, saying, Make two silver trumpets. You shall make them of hammered work, and you shall use them for summoning the congregation. For summoning the congregation, for calling together the people of God. Called together as one. Called out of your bedrooms. Called out of your place of isolation. Called out of the places where the enemy of your soul has had you shut down and wants to shut you up. Wants to hide you and keep you from speaking out and praying out and coming together as one. That's from the enemy of your soul. That is not from God. That's not good for your health. That is a spiritual attack sent to shut you down, to silence your voice, to divide you one from another. And God says it is time to assemble my people. It is time to come together as my congregation, my people who are called by my name, my ecclesia, my government of God in the earth. And you shall use them for summoning the congregation and for breaking camp. Two purposes. One is to bring them together. And one is to send the sound when it's time to go. So you might think of this morning as the coming together. Maybe tonight and tomorrow is the time to go. Because you're on a journey. You're here on assignment. You might have thought you were just trying to get away from your kids for a weekend. <laughs> Go to the spa up in the hill country. <laughs> Have a little time out by the pool. I got news for you. It's going to rain all afternoon. The rain of the sign of God is going to rain down. <laughs> no matter why you came, God brought you here. God stirred in your heart by his Holy Spirit to be here in this place for such a time as this. He unites his people. He brings his people together. He gathers us. He gathers us. He gathers the relationships. He lines up the heart. He lines up the gifting and the calling and the purpose and the destiny. He brings us together because we need one another. We need God, but it's God released through one another. I always talk with two hands when I'm preaching, so it's hard with a microphone. <laughs> but I always say it like this. Raise your right hand. Say, here's God. Raise your left hand. Here's me. It's God through me. See, keep your theology straight about this. God's the one who heals. God's the one who saves. God's the one who delivers. The battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. And at the same time, just say that with me. And at the same time, God does it through me. Hallelujah. That's how important you are to God. You are the hand of God. He releases his words through you. Those decrees, those declarations, those prayers, those proclamations because you've been listening to the voice of the Lord and you made yourself obedient and surrendered to the word of the Lord. You're available for him to release his power through you, release his word through you, his hope, his life, his love through you into your world. It's God who sends you to vote. It's God who sends you to pray. It's God who sends you to take a stand and send an email and say, this far and no more. Yeah. It's God who does it, but he stirs in the hearts of his people to be available to him. And you are called here for such a time as this to be available to him, available to the Lord, to the Spirit of the Lord. He sends the sound of the trumpet together. And then he sends the sound of the trumpet to send us Either way, we need to hear 
clearly the sound of the trumpet, to hear his voice. One reason why we're here, I believe, there's some of us that have felt dull in our spirit. It's been like a season where the enemy has tried to dull your sword, dull the blade on your sword, tried to dull you, get you lulled in a sense of watching too much Netflix or <laughs> too much Facebook. <laughs> too, <laughs> now we're preaching, right, Bernie? Yeah. Too much of all these things beside the sharpness of the spirit for the sharpness of the hour. And we need to be sharp for this hour. We are at a war. We're at war in this hour. We need to hear the sound of the trumpet in this hour. Hear the voice of the Lord in this hour. Be united together as one. The calling to come together and the calling of when it's time to go. And you are here this weekend because in the worship, in the worship on the mountain last night, in the worship right here this morning, we are being drawn up into the presence of God at higher heights of intimacy with Him. We're being drawn deeper into the rivers of the living God so we can drink deeply of His living waters, so we can hear more clearly, so we can see more clearly, so we can respond with obedience and faithfulness to the, to the call of the Lord. He brought us here because we need one another. It's hard. It's hard to do it one-on-one. -on -one. We can do it one-on-one. -on -one. Praise God for our personal time, our intimate time with God. We need that, but we also need one another. Iron sharpens iron. We come together. We're encouraged by one another. It's like the, the old picture, the prophetic picture of the, of the fire, and you've got the fire and the coals, and if a coal slides out to the side, you know what happens? It starts to grow cold. The fire starts to get out. So what do you do? You scoot the coal back into the middle of the fire. And it comes to life again. Arise. Arise. God brought you, brought you here because he's fanning into flame your heart, fanning into flame your spiritual sensitivity. He's making you razor sharp in the spirit. I believe I hear even right now the Lord says, my sons, my daughters, I'm making you spiritually sharp. I'm sharpening you like a two-edged sword, a sword that I will. I will it as my word. I want you available to me that I can speak my word through you. I can pray my prayers through you, and you will know that they've come from the heart of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We always need to test, test and weigh what we hear. We are responsible to test and weigh any word. Does that ring true in y'all, what I felt like the Father was just saying? Does it ring true in me? So let's just say, yes, Lord, sharpen me. Yes, Lord, I want to hear. I want to speak. I want to be accurate and obedient in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. I had this prophetic picture. You know, sometimes God puts on the hearts of his people and his prophets to do prophetic acts. You know, like with Abraham, you know, cut into the sacrifice and then brought the lamp. The fire in between the sacrifice. He had, uh, you know, Elisha stuck out the, 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 the wood and the axe head comes up out of the water. And God told Moses to throw the tree into the bitter waters. And then the bitter waters made sweet and for the healing of the people. He uses prophetic acts. Well, I, I sent out, I clicked send on my email and sent out that devotional the other day. And I felt like the Lord told me to buy... A silver trumpet. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we had a shofar somewhere. Somebody gave her a seal around the house, but we did not have a silver trumpet. And uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm working up a sweat up here. <laughs> we didn't have a silver trumpet, so I, I Google silver trumpet. And I have to look a while. It turns out you can get some from Israel. <laughs> but I didn't think it could get here in time for this conference. <laughs> but I look a little deeper, and sure enough, I find from the ChristianBooks.com, <laughs> you can order a silver trumpet, and it could get here in time. <laughs> and then I got it and it's beautiful it's beautiful and I thought well then I was reading this passage well I guess I'm supposed to preach that passage and prophetic act and all that you mean by that Lord and I'm reading it again it says two silver trumpets oh my goodness Lord <laughs> was I supposed to buy two or is somebody going to show up with another one here in the glow? Or, yeah, I wouldn't put it past you guys. You guys are crazy Christians, crazy wild prayer warriors. You, you probably keep your throw-down silver trumpets in your trunks. <laughs> I see you bring your shofars. Yeah. Hallelujah. But then I read further, and it says, Sound the two, symbol tr the two silver trumpets. Trumpets, <laughs> I get excited sometimes. <laughs> Hallelujah for getting excited. Two silver trumpets for calling the people, but when it's just the leaders, did you catch that? Have I read that part yet? <laughs> Let, listen to this. Make two silver trumpets. You shall make them of hammered work, and you shall use them for summoning the congregation and for breaking camp. When both are blown, the whole congregation shall assemble before you at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Anybody think we're at the tent of meeting? Yes. We are here to meet the Lord. We're here to come into his tabernacle for him to tabernacle among us. And isn't it just like God to bring us together on the very weekend where we come through this weekend into Shabbat into the festival of tabernacles, into the, the Jewish, yes, Pentecost on the Jewish calendar, on the Bible calendar, right? Going into this season of weeks, the season of tabernacles. Right here, it's almost like we're at the gate. We're at the gate this weekend like God is preparing our hearts. God is preparing our spirits for what he's doing in us this weekend, but what he's doing in the bride, in the body of Christ, in the earth in these days. We're right here this weekend. That was no accident that he put this aglow conference on this weekend at the beginning of the, the tabernacles. The giving of the law, the giving of the, of the Torah, you know, from the pouring out of the Holy Spirit Pentecost. Now, I know it's not Pentecost on your church calendars or your, you know, Gregorian calendar, but it's Pentecost on God's calendar. If you do the 50 days from the Passover Lines up, lines up to right now, this weekend, entering in. God has prepared you this weekend. He brought you to be prepared by the Lord, prepared by the Spirit of the Lord for what he has for you. Let him do all that he wants to do in you. If you need healing, let him heal you. If you need deliverance, let him set you free. If you need hope, you need encouragement, you need life, you need some backbone, let him do it in you this weekend. Amen? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But if only one is blown, then the leaders 
the heads of the tribes of Israel shall assemble before you. Leaders, aglow, called by God to lead in the spirit, to lead as those who hear the voice of the Lord, to lead as those who will pray what God puts on your heart to prayer, to pray, who will speak what God puts in your mouth to speak, who will write and email what God puts on your heart to write and to email. You are leaders in the body of Christ. You may not feel like a leader. In fact, I believe that's a word. There are many here in this place who say, I'm not a leader. I'm not one of God's leaders. The leaders are the ones up there on the platform. The leaders are the ones up there at the pulpits. The leaders are the ones. You are leaders in the body of Christ. You're called to lead your family. You're called to lead the Spirit of the Lord. You're called to lead others to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have spiritual authority. The Lord puts his staff in your hands, his sword in your spirit. He has called you. You are called by his name. In fact, if you're willing to say, I'm a leader of the Lord, stand with me right now. And just to warn you, I'm not done preaching yet. I'm just saying right now. <laughs> Say, Lord, I'm one of your leaders. Call by name. Filled with your spirit. I hear your voice. I speak your words. I pray your prayers. I see what you're doing. I hear what you're saying. And I go where you lead me. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray that anointing be released right now in the name of Jesus. I break off. I break off insecurity. I bind you insecurity, doubt, doubting self-worth, doubting your place, any wounds. I pray healing of the wounds where you've been rejected and wounded by church leaders, by pastors, by apostolic, evangelistic authorities. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be released. Be set free from the wounds of your past. Set free from the chains that would hold you back. Set free to take your place as leaders in the body of Christ as leaders in the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe that was very important right there. That prayer we just prayed, those words we just spoke, have power and authority in the spirit. Things are happening right now. Angels, I call forth angels, Lord. Ministering spirits who are sent forth at the command of the word of the Lord to go forth, God, to minister to the heirs of salvation, God. I call those angelic army, the host of heaven to come, to come on assignment with your sons and your daughters to be with them. Anoint them, empower them, go before them, protect them, God. Open doors before them in the name of Jesus, show them how to cooperate, how to operate with your angelic host and with your Holy Spirit inside in the name of Jesus. All for your glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. That's why the one trumpet, one trumpet, prophetic act. As much as I want to blow the trumpet, I believe I heard the Lord say, Rocio is to blow the trumpet. And part of this is my wife, Rocio, and my new silver trumpet. Wait, 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 wait just a minute, baby, before you blow them back. Y'all in the front rows, just stand aside. Stand aside. <laughs> see, see, Rocio is not a professional trumpet player. She does get excited when 
She blows a shofar. We used to live in an apartment. She'd be, boom, boom, go, baby, baby. There's, <laughs> let's get in the country. Let's go to Fredericksburg. <laughs> but I believe part of, part of this is that there are many of you, you're not a professional. You hadn't been to seminary, Bible college. Some of you have. But we are the leaders of God. We are the ecclesia. We have authority. We have power. And it's God's voice. It's God's spirit. He wants to release his sound through your spirit. And I believe right now the Lord would release a sound in our spirit. As, wait, wait just a minute. But I want, wait. She's rich. She is bold. She was at an aglow conference not too long ago. In fact, uh, it was maybe Bertie that prophesied over, but, uh, over in Bernie that she would be bold. And boy, she is. She got you got she like a racehorse ready to go out of the chutes, boy. So I got wait just a minute, wait, wait just a minute. What I want to say is if you receive this from the Lord, and I like to always say, Lord, we just put the cross and the blood of Jesus between us so that we all receive all that's of you and nothing that's not of you. Amen. So with the cross and the blood of Jesus between us, if you'd open your spirit to the Lord and anything he would release. Through this long blast of the trumpet. I believe this is the one about assembling the people of God. The long blast. That he has assembled you. He has called you by name. For such a time as this. I want you to receive this from the Lord. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You, you know, when, when, wasn't that beautiful? Wasn't that anointed? Y'all just stretch out your hands to receive, if you will. Say, you are anointed to release the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And see, freely you receive, freely you give. She's just released. She has just imparted that to us in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's say, I receive that impartation, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, this wasn't on the bulletin, but uh, okay, okay, all right. But we don't care if we don't eat. Everybody just raise your hand if you agree with that prophetic word. We don't care if we don't eat. <laughs> we did have a word about eating the, the loaf of God's bread. No, I was here last night. I looked up, I mean, this morning I looked up. And I saw my first boss when I got graduated from UT Law School and took my first job as a trial lawyer. When I go to a law firm that would, instead of carrying somebody else's briefcase or spending all the time in the library, I want to get in the courtroom. <laughs> so I picked the law firm that would get me in the courtroom the soonest. And they assigned me to a man who would mentor me as a trial lawyer during those first years. But I didn't know... He would also mentor me by his witness in the faith. A Christian lawyer. God is still doing miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, that man is here today. And he is carrying an anointed staff. Given by Chuck Pierce and Glory of Zion Ministers. He is now the president of the Justice Foundation, Alan Parker. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come up here, Alan. Come up here. 
Amen. The last time I was in this room, many of you may have been here too with Jane Hanson Hoyt when we did the uh, conference here, wasn't it? Am I remembering right? I'm not always sure. I get so many images and so many places, but I hope it's okay. Praise God. And I have an announcement to make that uh, this is the first public place. Because remember, we talked about war, and they were riding horses was the theme. In the war. And many of you signed the moral outcry petition to the United States Supreme Court asking them to reverse abortion. And on March 9th of this year, the state of Arkansas passed a law based on the moral outcry petition that you signed. And you all were probably some of the first quarter million people. We put those names on the scroll and we rolled it out in the Arkansas Capitol building from the rotunda up the steps to the Senate. And they took a picture of it, and on the day of the boat, the scroll was laid out before all of the people voting. And the scroll was birthed in prayer to Melinda Thibault, the founder of the Moral Outcry Petition, that she was to collect signatures on a scroll and go to the Supreme Court. She, so she called us. And, you know, in March of that year, we started uh, working on the language of the petition. And so... Some people said you could never file a petition to the Supreme Court. It had never been done before, but by God's grace, we filed it at the Supreme Court. And then we, we thought we'd just file it through friend of the court briefs, a somewhat unusual, but more, more customary way. But then the state of Arkansas took the language and put it into the legislative findings of the bill. And so the state of Arkansas, by a miraculous two-thirds majority in both houses, they put it into their law that abortion is a crime against humanity. Amen. And they put it into their law that there's new evidence that it's undeniable today with DNA and sonograms and genetic testing that life begins at conception. Yeah. Amen. And they put it into their law that abortion is not good for women. Abortion hurts women to kill their own children. It's deep, deep wound. But if you're a woman who's had that, it's not the unforgivable sin. You can be forgiven and healed through Jesus Christ. And then they said, but you know what? We're going to do something different. We're going to say to the women of Arkansas, not just don't kill the baby, don't hurt yourself. The new thing is give us the baby through the safe haven law. There are no legally, they're unlawfully legally, there are no unwanted children in America because Arkansas says, give us every child. And all 50 states have now adopted that law. Amen, 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 amen. 
And then there is a grievous pain hidden in the hearts of many women in America, the pain of miscarriages and infertility. It is a, un, it's a documented, scientifically valid fact that about two million women in the United States every year are waiting to adopt newborn children because they can't have children of their own. So it's the love, love, love solution. That's the fifth element. Don't kill the child. Don't hurt the baby. Give it to us, and we'll give it to the homes waiting for children. Amen. Amen. So if you haven't signed the petition at Molly White's booth out there, Molly White's a former member of the state legislature. How many Debras do we have in here? You are all Debras, all right? Rise up and judge between good and evil. People need to be taught the difference between good and evil in this day because Satan calls everything evil good. We need to tell people life is good. Adoption is good. Healing from the sin of abortion is good. Well, you can sign it today because we, we need a million, but here's the announcement. First time in public in America, because it just happened this week, by God's grace, we have passed over half a million signers on the moral outcry for children. 500,000 plus. Amen. Amen. And we're going to roll that scroll out again. So where's the battle now? And y'all have prepared me so much. It, it, I, need, I need to correct my law student here. I, he said Romans 10. What he's been preaching from is Exodus 10. All right. I'm sorry to do that in front of everybody. It's Exodus 10. It's all right. I'll tell you what. I, I think he got into ministry before me. So the, te the students surpassed his teacher in ministry. He really did. But in case you want to read all that, and because of what we heard today, the, the ACLU doesn't like this. I'll tell you what, folks. Once you get the anointing, once you get the favor, conflict comes. Because we're at war with the kingdom of darkness. Arkansas passed the bill, but the forces of darkness say, no, no, no. We're not going to let that law go into effect. They're going to... Uh, file suit sometime before July 26th when the law goes into effect. So the next phase of the battle is in court. We want a million signatures this year and three million by the time the case gets to the Supreme Court. Amen? Amen. And uh, so you can become a recruiter in this army, get other people to sign it, pray for it, but it is God who's doing it. And I'm going to well, I'll just quote because I didn't bring my Bible up. In Exodus 10, the other thing that you needed two silver trumpets for, and we're not there. This is the leaders meeting. This is getting ready for these battles to come. But when you are at war in your own land, it says, blow the two trumpets and the Lord will hear and come to your rescue. So we're going to get two trumpets and blow them in Arkansas. Amen. And praise God, the Lord hears the cries and the trumpet cries of his people. And this is an organization that blows the trumpets and the shofars. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bravo.
God bless you, brother. God bless you. Amen. How about the trumpet and the shofar still together? Does Christine have it somewhere? Is that okay? Oh, there she is. And here's your chance to witness when somebody says, are you with that crazy group that was blowing horns and stuff? You say, yes, that was us. Let me tell you all about it. Jesus. Wow. Praise God. God is on the move, isn't he? God is on the move. He is not dead. He is not asleep. He is on the move. Interestingly enough, I have a, a biography here of Alan E. Parker, president of the Justice Foundation. I was going to introduce him to you all later, but God did it. So hallelujah. I think we got introduced. Praise be to God. <laughs> 